The Science Inc. Podcast, Episode 5. Hello and welcome to Episode 5 of the Science Inc. Podcast, brought to you by Ivanic Animal Nutrition. This month, we're so excited to welcome three speakers from the aquaculture industry who will be telling us how they managed to make a cross-value chain partnership to sell more sustainable salmon in the US market. So we're going to be talking about salmon today. And it's it's a very nutritious, popular protein source, but it does require quite specific production conditions. There's only a handful of coastal areas in the world that are suitable for salmon farming. Most of these are in Norway, Chile, and Scotland. And the fish typically need fish meal and fish oil in their diets, which is made from wild-caught fish. But there are several leading companies in the aquaculture space that are aiming to change that. So a couple of years ago, industry leaders Veramaris, Gretting, and Atlantic Sapphire joined forces to produce aquafeeds containing algal oil, which partially replaces the use of fish oil, and feed it to salmon raised by Atlantic Sapphire entirely on land. And here on the podcast today, we have Victoria Parr, Business Development Director at Veramaris, Max Francia, Director of Marketing at Atlantic Sapphire, and Dan McQuaid, co-founder of No Seafood, an American seafood re- retailer that sells salmon from this partnership directly to consumers. So now I'm going to turn to our speakers to tell us a little bit about themselves and, and their companies. So Victoria, why don't, why don't you start us off? Thanks, Fazi. Thanks for having us on. My name is Victoria Parr. I am the business development manager for Veramaris North America. Veramaris is a natural marine algae oil that comes from a strain that was originally discovered in the 80s as a solution for missions to Mars. Today, it's an alternative feed ingredient supplying fish and shellfish farmers around the world with EPA and DHA omega-3s from the Earth's original source, algae. One ton of Veramaris algae oil can stand in for up to 66 tons of forage fish. That story resonates with people who are looking for foods with purpose. They are concerned about issues like animal welfare, food security, and the conservation of marine resources. Part of my job is to help feed millers, farmers, distributors, retailers, and food service operators share this story with shoppers and diners. That's why I know Max and Dan. Um, So I guess then maybe we'll move on next to Max. Hi, everyone. I'm Max Francia. It's a pleasure to be here today. Um, thanks for the invitation, Fast. I'm sure we will have a fruitful and very insightful discussion today. Um, I work with Atlantic Sapphire, where I'm the marketing director. Atlantic Sapphire is a company that is raising salmon on land in Homestead, Florida, of all places. Uh, we use a res- recirculating aquaculture system, and we're the largest scale operation of its type in the world. There are several characteristics that make our company and product unique. Uh, but among those is the water source, which ensures a more sustainable production process. Um, the healthier fish, and in turn, uh, more health benefits for consumers. I'm fortunate enough to lead a team of wonderful professionals who are great at marketing, but also have a strong interest in taking action to protect the environment, the ocean, and its population. And my role is to develop the strategy and make sure the execution of our plans help um, to communicate the incredible benefits of eating salmon, but making emphasis on the unique attributes that our product brings for consumers. And um, talking about that, our salmon is known as Blue House Salmon, and it's currently available in over 2,000 occasions in the U.S. and Canada. So we're working really hard, you know, together with our partners, uh, both in retail, e-commerce, and, and our 
uh, vendor and supply, supply base um, to make sure that consumers get the story, right? They understand why it's such a great product. Great. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here, Max. Thank you. Um, so I guess that brings us finally to Dad. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? My background has been in the food industry my entire career. I actually began in the cattle industry, in the beef industry. But over the, the years, my passion has always been in the seafood industry. I uh, worked within it you know, for 25 years. I'm, I'm a child of the ocean, so to speak. I grew up on, on Cape Cod and just have an affinity and just the seafood-loving food nerd, you might say. No seafood is a direct-to-home seafood marketplace. Uh, we just, we're hopefully transforming by educating, engaging, informing consumers, right, uh, about, and change their behaviors on how they purchase proteins. Can, can you tell us a little bit how, about how you've managed to bring together the stories behind using more sustainable ingredients like algal oil and salmon production, um, why, why it's important to look at other different types of salmon production on land and not in the sea, and how you've managed to sort of engage customers on on this story when this is not something that they necessarily see on their plates this is a new topic for a lot of consumers i mean how, how have you gone about that well we we you know you, you brought up some points that you know we do know what consumers are looking for but we also know what they fear and we felt that from the beginning our our customer drives everything we do at no seafood they drive our 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 species, they drive our marketing, they drive everything. So we listen intently. And from the start, we always said, you know what, we need to be transparent using that blockchain to tell the story uh, that customers can scan and actually know before they buy, oh, this salmon came from Atlantic Sapphire. Why does this salmon taste good? This salmon has the most omega-3s that you're ever going to get in salmon. And let me tell you why. It's eating algae, you know? And why is that good? And we've actually reached out to customers that have tried the product. And we said, so what do you think? And we have feedback that says, customers, you know what? I really, I'm not a fan of salmon, but the salmon is really good. So we we know that when we target a certain consumer, you know, about the benefits and the attributes of what's going on in the industry with these changes in feeding practices and growers, you know, how we're able to discuss that with the consumer is critical, especially when it comes into new products. You know, working with Veramaris, we can't wait till we get to the shrimp that's 100%, you know, algae fed you know, as well, because we do know that customers care about sustainability. You know, what we're looking at, you know, RAS systems as part of salmon is dynamic to control the environment, knowing the amount of feed, the type of feed that are going into it, the best practices going on the environment that the fish is grown in, like what's going on down in, in Florida with uh, with Atlantic Sapphire. I mean, that story from a geological find, you know, it has like the purest water that the salmon can possibly be raised in. That's an amazing story. It's no different than we found out this whole algae as, as, the, uh, as the feeding agent came from the space industry, you know, and it's, it's just so cool to be able to understand you know, where you can take the knowledge, the science of incredibly smart people to create products that we can bring it to the consumer. We are very fortunate, No Seafood, because we have a direct relationship. And like Victoria said, is how do we get retailers other than us, you know, to translate what's going on at a point of sale? That is the biggest struggle in the seafood industry. 
And we're fortunate, you know, and we're not, you know, we're obviously growing as a company, but we know that it is critical, not for the initial sale, but for the sales that continue to come afterwards. And also the products, new products that we can introduce that they perhaps have never had before. Yeah, absolutely. And from talking to all three of you who are here today, I can see that all of you have a really sort of strong focus on on what the consumer wants um, and and how you can sort of tailor your communication, your messaging, your product to to meet that, even even if you're quite far back in in the value chain. So, I mean, Victoria Vera Maris produces alcohol, just one of the ingredients that go into salmon feed, but it has this incredible story um coming from technology related to to space exploration i mean can you can you tell us a little bit about how sort of the how the history of Veramaris and how it's really really sort of been focused on pulling together i guess all of these different needs throughout the value sure. chain and ultimately the consumer sure it, it is a really interesting story and um i i love saying it this way you know uh, a bunch of geeky scientists in in the 80s sitting around sorting through 6,500 strains of algae. We have been for 35 years working on this technology to understand these natural organisms and how they can provide us with food security. The consumer studies that I'm looking at are showing that the younger consumer, millennials, and Gen Z are very interested in voting for renewable choices with their food dollars. But this technology and a lot of technologies that are emerging from the seafood industry right now are based in science. And this is grounded long-term study science that has evolved over the years. And it's something that's durable and it's something that we continue to improve. So, I, I mean, we have this, this algal oil from Veramaris that can provide the omega-3, the really important nutrients that, that we need for salmon diets straight from the original source rather than having to fish the oceans for, for more fish, which is incredible. And then we also have the, the farmers, Atlantic Sapphire, who are you know, developing a completely new way of raising salmon, not in the ocean, on land, closer to our end markets, closer to consumers, reducing the transport requirements um, for salmon so that it could be produced as close as possible to the end consumer. Um, I mean, Max, can you tell us a little bit sort of about the process, about Atlantic Sapphire and, and how you've been working with Fermars and those seafood? The, the reality is that I, I like to think about this as you know, if, uh, and, and this actually pertains to all of our companies, right? We're basically transforming a science achievement into consumer success. And, and it has multiple repercussions. It, it could be, you know, um, fish welfare. It could be food security, as we were just, you know, talking about a few minutes ago, right? Because this is a high quality protein that has um, tremendous nutritional value. And omega-3s are an incredible part of that and has all kind of uh, beneficial uh, attributes, right? So when you think about all the different segments, right, for, for consumers, um, the segments that have uh, younger children, they're experiencing that, that barrier that they need to overcome because they haven't been exposed to seafood and especially salmon, um, which is one of the most nutritious and beneficial proteins that they could have. So we're changing that through communication. Um, so for us, you know, at Atlantic Sapphire, all of our initiatives are related to the food sector 
and need to begin with ocean safe, sustainable seafood overall. So we're passionate about the innovative uh, biosecure environment that we call Blue House, right? That that's where we raise our fish, our salmon, and it's basically like a greenhouse for fish, right? And and then if you think about the way that the water is sourced, then that means that the fish doesn't get uh, any type of disease, right? They they're not exposed to um, sea lice or other parasites or viruses that could exist in, in the water or could be brought in by other species in, in nature, in the wild. And that means that the, then Blue House Salmon doesn't have any the need for any type of medicines. And so as you can see, basically we, uh, as part of our commitment, right, to our mission, we're ensuring um, a, a number of things that, that we want to make sure that consumers get access to. Uh, first, the freshness of our product. Uh, full transparency of our value chain, uh, highly reduced carbon footprint, and the support of the local industry whenever possible. So this is where I believe everything comes together for us, um, especially for the consumers, right? We partnered with Veramaris. We're able to tackle these challenges successfully on, on upstream side um, or point of view. Then uh, we partner uh, with No Seafood, and then we're able to use uh, their special setup, right, and their understanding of their consumers to make sure that message gets across and we get exposed, get more impressions and more people to try the, the product. So th there are so many um, good points where you can see the value chain partnership between No Seafood, Veramaris, and Atlantic Safari coming together. And at the end, uh, the end consumer benefits, right, with a highly quality, uh, with a high quality nutritional product that is fully traceable and it, it's better for the planet. So, I mean, so far we've discussed so many innovations that, that this partnership has brought together. We have the use of Ferramaris algal oil, which is a, a completely new ingredient in, in aquaculture. We have the use of sort of land-based farming systems for fish, which is a completely new way of, of raising salmon. And finally, we, we have no seafood bringing this innovative more sustainable salmon to to consumers. So, I mean, something I'm really, really looking forward to learning about is sort of what made your partnership so successful? For me, it was about doing things better. Can, you know, recognizing the problems that truly exist in the seafood industry and, and, and not, you know, doing this and this, but addressing them as real problems as to the reason why consumers, especially in the United States, do not eat the amount of seafood they should be. And what are the reasons? Uh, one of the things that we do is we listen to our consumers. Um, we've broken down the segments. We've invested in the data um, that we take our transaction data and we do third-party cluster analysis, break down the segments, and by segments, try to understand why they buy seafood or why they don't buy seafood. And what we've been able to find in is very, very important for the seafood industry uh, to listen to is consumer data because there's a lack of it. We need to have more of these types of relationships. And then what we need to do is break it down um, even deeper, you know, to help influence or give data and information to develop products and then go to how that messaging should be broken, broken down to what segments. And that's a challenge of the seafood industry, especially here in the United States, as the industry, the seafood industry has no central marketing arm. You know, where we look at the other proteins that are produced here in the United States, just beef, pork, poultry, right? You know, 
pork, the other white meat, you know, beef, it's what's for dinner. This investment in, in consumer education and consumer knowledge that's directed to them. We have multiple different messages in the seafood industry. It's all done by each individual retail. And at point of sale, it's, it, it's the lack of knowledge, whether you have a, a wait staff coming over to the table or you have a person behind the counter, you know, that says, you know, well, why is this different? You know, and the investment, unfortunately, is not being made at, at that point. So you, you mentioned a lot of really, really interesting topics there, Dan, and really, like as you said, exploring very, very deeply what consumers need, what they want, what they care about, and, and going beyond food itself, actually, and talking about consumers' health. How how can the, how can the food that they buy affect their health outcomes? Um, what what's the link with sort of raising raising babies, raising children, um, and and producing consuming seafood? Um, and I mean, the, as as you mentioned, there's there's a lot of work that goes into it. It does cost money. This this it's it's you know it takes a lot of specialized research to sort of gain these insights. And now, as food around the world is becoming more expensive for for everybody and we're seeing a lot of um, pressures sort of on the global economy, especially on the global food system as Victoria Max, I'm, I'm sure you'll appreciate very much. I mean how can how can companies that are a little bit further upstream deal with those challenges while also delivering consumers and producing food that helps them um, not just food that tastes good, but food, well, food stuff. Understanding the consumers is the problem with the seafood industry. Is that they want to sell the consumer what they want to sell them versus what the consumer wants to buy. And that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. You produce a product that you want to sell to a consumer. What we're trying to say is say, wait a minute, the consumer wants to buy it this way. This is what they're this is what they're looking for. Sell them what they want to buy. Also fancy to uh Talk a little bit about the partnership and and what makes it uh, successful, uh, you know, be, between the three companies that are here uh, together. Uh, I think there has to be an undeniable interest to do the right thing, uh, even if it's difficult. Uh, so if you're looking for the right partners, they will support your enterprise, they will support your goals, uh, and it could be complex uh, process, no doubt about it. But having the right partners that have the same interests, the same goals, will make everybody kind of lift uh, together in the process. Um, another thing that I found um, that you could see also during the conversation is the spirit of innovation, right? That defines uh, the, these companies and, and this product. And uh, that means that we're taking steps that no one has taken before. Um, so we, we could experience mistakes, uh, problems, but we keep persevering. And that's what you know, makes the endeavor successful at, at the end. And it has to be the right technology. Uh, again, related to innovation, but it, it could be a combination of ingenuity, technology, but it, there has to be purpose behind it, uh, whether it's sustainability oriented, whether it's uh, fish welfare, uh, at the end, everything combined, there has to be a purpose. And, and that's another reason why I think the, the partnership works uh, well together. And it's the great thing about this partnership, because as Max said, we're all rowing in the same direction. And and what's that? What that's producing is a is a positive story, you know. So instead of having that feeling, that anxiety uh, about how are we going to feed ten billion people, you can look at at these innovations, 
and you can say, hey, there's hope. There's there there is a resilient future, you know, for for food and and we only represent a small part of it. I mean, we need responsible fisheries. We need we uh, we need aquaculture and innovation of all kinds. But we also, in order to do these things that are hard, which is what Max pointed out, this is hard. Uh, ours thirty five years were working on it and we still it's not perfect we still keep working and working and working to improve it's also expensive so so how do we capture that premium let's let's not leave purpose on the table let's not leave money on the table because we need that money to continue to build these innovative solutions through through throughout the food system so that's why we have to tell that story. We're hearing like a few key themes coming out of all, all of the points that you're just sharing about uh, about how you made your partnership successful. I mean, I think the first one, obviously really knowing your consumer, knowing your market in, in an incredible amount of detail, that's really coming out um, in, all of the, in, in all of the points that you're making. Um, set the second one being a real focus on, on innovation purpose, keeping that ultimate goal in mind of delivering a product that's healthy, that's sustainable, that people are excited about eating. Um, and then the third point with, that I really liked that, that you made, Victoria, is that it ultimately comes down to relationships and finding people, finding companies that, that share your vision, share your culture, that you can work well with. But for you, Victoria, what what were some of the biggest surprises um, along the way? I was pleasantly surprised that the three of us, with like tiny amounts of resources compared to the capex that that is uh, in all of our operations, were able to tell this story and were able to uh, capture a premium. Be be able to not leave that money on the table and find the consumer that was interested in investing in the future, investing in all these things that we've been talking about. So Max, your biggest learning. <laughs> um, I think that the biggest surprise for us was um, really how committed uh, consumers in the younger generations are to vote with their wallets, right? In, in a way, if you want to put it like that, um, because it, at the end, they're going through um, their life cycle, right? And, and the purchasing power that they enjoy is going to keep growing. And as a generation, uh, millennials, for example, which have been mentioned here, they, it, it's going to keep increasing. And the economic power, the, just the, the sheer size of the segment it, it is one of the biggest, much bigger than Gen X, for example. So the fact that these consumers are so committed to make decisions that really um, have a positive impact on on planet on the planet on 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 fish and then all types of of environmental um, discussions. I think it it's um, it gives us a lot of hope for the future, right? So um, and then that that's that's great. And I think it has to do with um, uh, the storytelling, as Victoria was saying, um, the understanding of that consumer, as Dan was saying, because when you put it together, then obviously we're uh, sharing with consumers that are going to have an incredible impact in the next 10 to 20 years. Uh, we're sharing with them already the basis, the foundation uh, of what we're doing. So they, they, hopefully there's going to be uh, a lot of loyal consumers 
uh, as we you know keep expanding in the industry and, and we start bringing in more people to seafood and especially salmon. I mean, I, I think those three main takeaways are sort of really being very consumer focused, keep, keeping a really, really sort of um, tight focus on innovation and purpose through throughout partnerships and really kind of having fun <laughs> along the way as well. And, you know, working working with partners that you trust, I, I think those are really important takeaways for, for anyone in the industry sort of trying to replicate the success that, that you've had with raising more sustainable salmon, bringing this exciting new product to market. And who knows, maybe, maybe there'll be more innovations to come. Thank you all so much for, for taking the time to share the Veramaris perspective, the Atlantic Sapphire perspective, and from No Seafood as well. Um, it's been a really interesting conversation, learning about how sort of you, you've brought um, new, new products to market, introduced new practices, new production practices, Um, And I hope our audience found it interesting as well. So thank all three of you very much. So this is the end of our podcast. Don't forget to listen in to our next episode for another topic on sustainability in the animal nutrition industry. To know more about Avonic Animal Nutrition, visit www.animal-nutrition.avonic.com. The Scienting Podcast, a production of Avonic Animal Nutrition. Avonic, leading beyond chemistry. In order to live, we all must eat. That's a fact. Protein is a very important part of the human diet. Also a fact. That's why protein needs to be accessible, affordable, and available to all 8 billion of us. This is a challenge. The greatest global challenge we face. Lives depend on it. But this global food challenge is not just about nutrition. It's about much more. Because how we source animal protein in particular has consequences. It impacts humanity its health and well-being. It impacts animals in breeding and in the wild. Ultimately, it affects our entire planet. It affects life itself. That's why it's absolutely vital to act with exceptional care. And there is only one way to do this right. With science. Only evidence-based solutions and a common passion can establish a truly sustainable and secure food supply. That's why we're sciencing the Global Food Challenge. Because it's all about life.